Welcome to episode 144 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name's Trent, this is Jason, and we've got Driver for you this week. Yes, we do, with our brand new singer. Yeah, all five of them this time. Yeah, and that was something I was really happy about. Yeah. I mean, this was, you know, as we've said before, Driver, when we got into this and wanted to do a podcast and wanted to get back into covering Tulsa music and Tulsa metal, uh, this is one of the first bands we found and that we took a liking to, and they took a liking to us. And so, and, and you know, so to get all five of them, it was really cool. And, uh, God, I think me, you, and Jude could have just done, talked about metal for like three hours. Yeah. Just recorded that, probably. Yeah, between Pantera and Typo and all yes, that stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and another thing of note is Mike DiPetrillo is now the first person to be on here four times. I yes, think. Uh, and that deserves something. Yeah. Because we've had bands on here four times, like Battlecross. Yes. But a single person, I believe, this is the first time. Uh, yes, he is a veteran for sure. Yes. So thanks to Mike, because he's also, like you said, been a big supporter of what we're doing. Definitely. We're going to talk more about Driver here in a minute, but first we want to talk about Black Country Communion. Yes. Because their fourth album came out a couple weeks ago now, and... It's aptly titled BCC4. Yes. This is a band that I think a lot of people know about, but a lot of there's too many people that don't as well. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a rundown just real quick, just in case people don't know. Okay, this is a quote super group. Yes. Like there are many of those these days, but these guys have now been around quite a while because like we said, four albums worth of material. You've got Glenn Hughes on bass and vocals. You've got Joe Bonamassa. On the guitar, Derek Sherinian on keyboards, piano, Jason Bonham on drums. Yes. And hold it, that's it. Okay. I was and, thinking and there was five makes, people on the sound. No, that makes up for <laughs> quite a sound. Yeah, it does. And, and Joe Bonamassi, he, you know, he'll take the vocals here and there too and sing a song or, or two now and then. Yeah. So. Yeah, and this band is unique in the fact that, like we've mentioned before with a lot of super groups, it's like, it looks really good on paper beforehand, but is it going to live up to it? Mm-hmm. Is it going to gel? Will there be chemistry? And this band, more so than a lot of them, kind of like you could say with Winery Dogs, it kind of exceeded what I thought it could be. Yeah, definitely. And to me, this band is so good that it might it it exceeds what every one of them does outside of this band. Even yeah. though Glenn Hughes, everything he does is fucking magic in my yeah. opinion, and we've said that before, but... The f- so I just I just wish that at some point these guys would say okay we need to devote three or four months out of next year to tour Europe and tour America because there's something magical here and I mean I've, that's been a thing of note where you said just recently Glenn Hughes said that we're just a great recording band yeah and they just do a few shows every time they put on an album like literally three or four shows if that yeah it's Anyone, anyone with the internet, which is all of us nowadays, can can just Google and search. It's pretty much because of Joe Bonamassa. Yeah, he's such a he's such a personality in his own right and in that genre of blues and blues rock. I mean, you know, the guy is very successful on his own. Um, you know, he tours like an idiot. Uh, he is booked year or two in advance. Um, there's such a high demand for him, and I I. Th- I know because that's what all of them say in interviews. That's pretty much why. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I guess I get that. You know, you got, you got to go where your bread's buttered. Yeah. But at the same time, kind of like you said with winery dogs, it's like, I feel that, you know, this isn't just a super group. This isn't some guys, you know, maybe some, this isn't some fuck from some Italian record label that really loves music from the eighties just throws a bunch of names up in the air and see which ones fall together. Yeah. I mean, these guys are friends. They've got chemistry. Um, and, and there's, there's something there more than most. Um, and I think if none of these guys had anything else going on, black country communion could really be something. I mean, definitely overseas. Um, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. And Hey, I saw Joe Bonamassa live a couple years ago and it, for someone that I've I've listened to throughout the years, but never heavily, it just really 
knocks you on your ass at how great this guy is. And yeah. he's kind of, even though he, he's one of those guys that fills up theaters, but most people don't even know who he is. Exactly. Which is, you I mean, know, could, an amazing he, feat, you know? He could go into, he could go into a McDonald's here in Broken Arrow and have a Big Mac and no one would bother him. Yeah. I mean, and, and also, let's talk about, since we're on the subject and we're talking about Joe Bonamassa, we can't not mention Bloodline. Yeah. First time we saw Joe Bonamassa live was 95, is that right? I think so. Kane's Ballroom with Bloodline, which was another quote-unquote supergroup. But at that time, that's one of the weirder yeah, things to call oh, no, supergroups because yeah. it, it wasn't technically a supergroup of guys that yeah. were known. It was a <laughs> yeah. supergroup of guys whose dads were known. Yeah, it was like, and then Joe it was like <laughs> these guys who all their dads, well, the keyboard player, but it was like Barry Oakley Jr., um, uh, Robbie Krieger's kid. Oh, right. What was his name? I forgot. And then uh, um, Aaron Davis, Miles Davis's son, was on drums. And then the keyboard player, who I don't know who he was, uh, you know, no disrespect, but, and then Joe Bonamassa, who was fucking 16, and they did this whole, they had this whole blues rock thing, and the album was fucking phenomenal. I mean, it was so fucking cool. We, we both, we listened to it till it, the CD wouldn't work anymore. Yeah. And, um, they came to Kane's Ballroom, and it was fucking, it was just epic. And I remember, Joe Bonamassa did a guitar solo and he, he, it was more than blues. He did a lot of shreddy kind of stuff too. So, I mean, it was, you know, it, yeah, I mean, and, and I'm the same with you, you know, I, I've, I've listened to this guy's stuff and maybe cause I'm biased towards Glenn Hughes and Black Country Communion. I keep myself from being like a full on Joe Bonamassa fan. Um, but, you know, I, I've really, this album has, opened me up and i've gone back and listened to some of his stuff and it's phenomenal so i mean you know how, however we gotta however we have to have black country communion i'll take it right even if it's just recorded yeah even if it's just recorded i'm pretty sure we're not going to ever see them live ever you know which is, maybe one day which is a thing to point out a lot of bands that can't play live and don't do that stuff don't even mess with recording yeah so at least they're doing that yeah, definitely. You know, and even it, it, if that's all it is forever, hey, that's good. And, and, and these records that they're doing are such a, a caliber where you want more and you're okay with that. Just give us yeah. give us more of what you guys are doing, you know, and this new record is no different. Right. Yeah, we've made these claims before. We'll make them again. Glenn Hughes is, is it the voice of God? He's, or the, is vo it, he's the voice of God. Or is it the voice of an angel? It's like it's, everything. No, he's the voice of God. Okay. And I hate to maybe, you know, I, I hate to get a little trashy, but it's it's like Ricky Bobby. He wakes up in the morning, he pisses excellence. <laughs> he does. Uh, that's what it is. You know that before you even hear it, you know, and this isn't just like fanboy talking. Yeah. You know before you hear a Glenn Hughes song for the first time, it's going to be great just because of his vocals. And oh, man. You know, just like the album he put out last year, his solo album was, man, what was that, number th three, I think, on our yes. top 16 yeah, it was last amazing. year? And, it was amazing. You know, and we've been lucky that the last several years, every year there's been a new product with Glenn Hughes' voice on it, because we had California Breed before that, we had another Black Country before record, that, yeah. we've had, what am I drawing a blank on, but, yeah. um, and then now he's... Recording with Joe Satriani and Chad and, Smith. I mean, even though he won't be singing, more than likely. Yeah, that but, song, that, that first song, streaming. Go look it up; it's great. Yeah, the energy. Yes. And what's cool about it is, you know, you're listening to Joe Satriani. It sounds like Satriani, mm -hmm. but it's almost like on purpose they lifted that bass and drum line up a little bit yeah. more so than oh, you yeah. normally hear in Satriani yeah. songs, mm -hmm. just because it's a star-studded trio. Can you imagine if that toured? Anyway. Oh my God! Well, and you know, it, you know, I heard Satriani on Trunk last week, and he said that you know, Glenn Hughes really inspired some of the writing for this. They'd be working on stuff, and you know, um, they'd just be in the studio, and Glenn would be humming along to something, and Joe would use that or something, you know. So yes. I mean, it's you know, it, it's I mean, we're getting a little off the off <laughs> right. topic here, but who cares? It's great stuff. But you know, we're talking all the stuff about Glenn Hughes. Uh, you know, 
there's one song on this new record that I got to talk about, the last song from our resting place. <laughs> That's sung by Joe Bonamassa. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. And that is just, I mean, that that almost chokes you up, that song. I mean, it's so it's so heartfelt and it's so epic. I mean, that's that song's worth the record alone. And that song has so much going on. Yeah. Like, it's like, with Bonamassa being on the forefront of it, it's got that more bluesy feel than some of the other songs do. But then it's got that fiddle that almost takes it into yes. a, yeah, I know. an old-school country feel yeah. slightly, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. it's just, yeah, so somber, but then so huge at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a great, a great song. And it's funny that... That's what jumps out, you know, to both of us being as big Glenn Hughes fans as we're. Exactly. <laughs> but Over My Head, I think that's a cool song. I really like that one. That's the second song. Yeah. That one, the first song, too, Collide. Yeah. The Cove. Um, man, just the whole thing, When the Morning Comes, the last song. This is a another great album. Fourth album. Actually, fifth, because they had a live album. Yes. The fourth studio album. And like you mentioned earlier, they're all... They're all four high quality. Yeah, it's all killer, no filler. You could listen to. It's definitely got a, a classic rock, you know, foundation, but it's so amped up. Yeah, it's heavier, it's riffier. I mean, it, it's it's great stuff, really. Yeah, and here's to hoping that next time we hear Glenn Hughes singing on something, it's with Tony Iommi. Yeah, no kidding. Or <laughs> or it's right in front of us because we're seeing right. him somewhere. Yeah, that's still number one on my bucket list. Yes. One day, I'll see Glenn Hughes in some form, hopefully. One day. All right, on to Driver. We've got all five of them here this time. We've had Mike on here, like we said, a few previous times. One of our first episodes we ever did was with him, just talking about his past and everything leading up to Driver. But that's been over a couple years ago now. We've also had an episode where he joined in with Scott Bond of Death Grip, an episode where he was on when Eddie Green had joined the band, and now... Mike's back, but all four members of Driver here. Yes. We've got Jude, Nathan, and Robin, and of course, Brandon, the brand new singer. Yes. And like you mentioned earlier in the episode, Driver was one of the first bands that we kind of latched on to. Yeah. And when we started, you know, we started doing the Thunder Underground thing way before we started the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. And before we ever did our first episode of the podcast, one of the first local shows we went to (laughs) yeah was here at the shrine it was like i want to think it was early 2015 like maybe march Mm -hmm. and driver was playing along with shiner yes yeah which was the band that brandon was formerly in out of wichita and severmind i know was also on that bill that's right it it was funny because i i think and this is the way i remember it tell me if i'm wrong but it seems like we had searched Tulsa Metal or Oklahoma Metal or something, and Driver was the first thing that popped up. And lo and behold, they had a show coming up, you know. And so there we we were off to the races. There. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of cool that you yeah. know, we saw Brandon early on, and here we are two and a half years later, and he's now in Driver. Yeah. And another cool thing is after we did this interview, they practiced – did some rehearsal yeah and let us set in on it that was that was uh such an honor for me i mean you know their new stuff and you know brandon's voice and fuck man yeah everything they had played was <clears throat> stuff they've written with yeah. brandon so yeah. it was all stuff we had never heard yeah and you know they talked about the this you know they're bringing in the seven strings and their new stuff it sounded like driver but it was a little heavier and you know like jude had that flying v seven string and that's just something you're not used to seeing in a seven string yeah you know usually it's just a a strat style kind of body in a seven string and and i mean it was just so cool to watch and you know they were showing us their gear and it was great man it was awesome yeah yeah all five of these guys great to hang out with and like you said honor to watch the rehearsal so i'm really excited to see these guys live they've already played out a few times with brandon played some of these songs live and they'll be recording them here in the coming months i believe yeah so by early next year i bet we've got some new driver to spin for you yeah definitely and you know it was uh i think i think that um we talked about this in the interview but the way they you know they they waited a while to announce them 
You know, I think that was the right thing to do. They went about this the the correct way, and uh, I'm really excited to see uh, you know this new chapter unfold for them. Yeah, definitely. So let's just get into this. This is Driver. start out with you know Brandon how did you come across him and how did that all come about and off we go man so many jokes so many <laughs> jokes man um we knew him from before you know because we played with him uh, in his previous band he was in a band called Shiner and uh, so we knew who he was from days past because we played together but I didn't see him being on our radar because I hadn't we hadn't crossed paths in a minute, and uh, he basically caught wind that we were in need of a new front man, and dude, this cat wanted this job. He, uh, he knew what was up. He knew the catalog. Um, he had done his homework, and uh, this cat wanted this job. And when he showed up, he nailed four or five of the tunes out of the box, and it was like, crap. This guy's got a voice. Uh, obviously, he wants this job because uh, we had a lot of people that uh, put their name into the hat, and we had kind of a standard, you know, here's a couple of songs. We sent them one song that has no lyrics, just a music bed, see what you can come up with. We're not looking for a Grammy, but, you know, and several people sent stuff in, and uh, his was definitely way a cut above and then when we got him here and we started uh, playing together live definitely it was a cut above and then now that we've got to play with him for a while um it just gets better as he owns it and as we groove and get our thing going together um dude this cat is good yeah yeah he's got uh yeah this cat's good was he the only so. guy that you guys brought to that second step of jamming with yeah. He was the only one who yeah. made it to yeah. in-person auditions. <laughs> yeah. There were two stages before that. <laughs> he was the only one who passed. Nice, yeah. nice. And from my end, I was in uh, uh, Shiner had gotten to a point where we needed to take it out of the Wichita market. Uh, I, we had gotten to what we felt was, as far as we were going to go with it, this is back in uh, 2000, uh, early 2016. Mm-hmm. And so we made the move to move to uh, South Texas, just south of Austin. And we were down there. Uh, some things happened with that band that, you know, as, as bands progress, sometimes things break, cause breakups. And so we had an implosion in that band, and we were making a run for it right in the middle of it. And everything just kind of fell apart and wheels off the bus. So I stayed, ended up uh, petering around uh, South Texas with my other two bandmates for a little while. We started started a cover band down there and then uh, I didn't even hear about these the, the fact that Driver had lost the original vocalist but um, then I had uh, seen, started seeing the post all of a sudden popping up on my Facebook group, uh, feed about what happened with uh, their uh, first film vocalist that took had taken over uh, it was Eddie right yeah. um, so I saw that and I was like well, wait a second I remember Driver and I went back through their stuff and I was like oh yeah you know and so it just led to me coming up here and uh, in a series of back and forth, uh, uh, a few trips up from Texas, and, and by the second audition, uh, second stage of the audition before we even got the live, I knew I wanted it, and I just sunk into it from there. Learned everything they had, learned most most of every bit of their catalog, and went from there. So, was it was it easy to put your own stamp on it, or oh yeah, yeah. Uh, musically wise, uh, and, and they let you do that and all that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I stuck initially. I stuck with the the basics. I think when I came in for the first vocal audition where we actually sang, I sang a couple of the songs two different ways. 
I say, well, here's how you have it. Here's here's how I, you know, here's the difference. I, you know, just minor differences that I would make at the time. Since then, things have just kind of grown as they do. You know, every time we play it, you know, there's different things that all of us, you know, come across. And then uh, the the thing that I sunk my teeth into to try and show off with was the the blank bed they sent me. I was like, okay, let's show them what I can do writing. You know, because you know they'd seen what I did on a little bit lighter note. You know, because obviously this is a heavier band than what I what I'd been been with before, but. Uh, yeah, as soon as I grabbed that uh, that new song that became My Life, it was, uh, it's it's now a song called My Life that we actually do <laughs> in shows. Um, it's uh, that was the one that uh, I kind of took and tried to make my baby out of. I, I noticed that for a while you would post about you know we've got our new singer and you know this and that, <laughs> but you didn't reveal it for a while. Was the that, mystery was that kind of just to bring up the anticipation, or you wanted to make sure that this was the the right guy. Well, the both. Well, yeah. both. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've jumped and been like the happy schoolgirl from before and just like, all right. Uh, I just I'm gonna, can't I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to breathe this time, but I can still have fun with it. And uh, once we started feeling like uh, we were going to be able to do something with uh, Brandon, then it just became more about the fun. You know, and didn't want to say anything till everything was in place, everybody was in, everything was done. Uh, and he was done with his band uh, officially down there, mm. and uh, then we could make an official announcement. And then off to the races, we've uh, been going pretty much ever since. I think the point of no return was driving straight into Hurricane Harvey to go pick his stuff up. <laughs> Saw that. Yeah, yeah, we did that. <laughs> <laughs> you you're the guy now, no matter what. Oh yeah, <laughs> no going back. I relocated from Texas to come here, so yeah, yeah. They, they're stuck with me. That's how I like to say it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, the four of you guys obviously have this chemistry from playing together for quite a while. Brought in a, a third guy now. Is it hard to adapt to that at all? Because it's like a different style of singing each time, or are you guys already used to what you're doing now with Brandon? Not really. It just seemed, on my end, it just seemed like it just meshed. You know, yeah. it's kind of the formula that we had in mind to begin with, the clean vocals on, the, on over the heavy music, and it just, it just meshed. Yeah, it felt real natural yeah. to me. It was just like it was meant to be. Yes. Yeah. There was no adjustment needed. It just fit right in. Just really smooth, really smooth. Yeah, no adjustments at all, man. We just kept doing our thing. Just fit right in like the missing piece of the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best job job interviews I've ever been on. Yeah, did real good. And then of course, the more time you know, I always call it time in the saddle. But uh, the more time in the saddle with this, it becomes more your own, and then everything moves and changes and stretches and you know morphs a little bit when you have a new person in the band. And things have made some corners, which are like, hey, that's kind of cool, and hey, that's a little better. And somebody that has a range. Well, it gives us a chance to play and highlight, and so yeah. The and chemistry was there immediately. Yeah, it was just really, really pretty magical. Yeah. Lots of rainbows and unicorns. Yes, I got to put a unicorn on my drum set. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, awesome. Finally accepted. It's awesome. That's yeah, great. So, yeah. well, you as a vocalist coming into a band that's a little heavier, what's that like getting on stage? Singing over heavier music, is it any kind of well, anything for you to change? What's, what's the right word? Adapt to, I guess? Well, um, besides the obvious things like look, obviously, you know, what, what, what you wear on stage, which is something as with the way my last band grew, is something we became cognizant of anyway. So um, it really wasn't a big step on, on that end because I, I knew what I was going for. Plus, uh, to be honest, with the album. Albums I've done in the past, um, it's pr progressively. If you look at the arc of various recordings that I've done with uh, different projects in the past, it's gotten progressively heavier. Anyway, uh, this was a natural progression, and uh, even a few of the songs I wrote with my last project, they were meant to be heavier songs when I wrote them, and then got lightened up by the group I was with. So you know, the influences of the, of the musicians I was with lightened them up at the time. So uh, it was definitely, uh, like Nathan said, it was kind of like a, a perfect storm uh, as far as me running into these guys when I did. I would say the timing was just so perfect. And then I, I didn't feel I had to make any adjustments. 
for what they they're doing, and they didn't feel they had to make any adjustments toward me. It was more of a, hey, this fits, this this is right, and that's it, it's rare to find that. Uh, all the projects I've dealt with, I, I've had to make adjustments. This is the first one where they've caught me right on my on you know my singing arc, where it's it's just we're out we're all on the same page at the same time we're coming into it which was so weird <laughs> yeah perfect fit from the start <laughs> yeah. amazing just across the board it's great i mean not only the musicality but just getting along the joke and the camaraderie the, the teamwork when it comes to loading gear what have you just it, it's like these guys i've worked with for 20 almost 20 years you know Heck, Brandon, Brandon might as well <laughs> might as well have been with us from before. That's how well he fits in, and I feel like I've jammed yeah. with him from all these years along with these guys. Yeah. That's nice. that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, he, he, uh, he damn sure jumped in and hit the ground running. I've never seen anything like it. The uh, the quick writing, the quick learning. We wrote so yeah. much new material at a record I've never seen. Yeah. We learned new songs at a record I've never seen. This blows away anybody I've ever seen. So. We we're all extremely fortunate that this all fell into place the way it did. It's, it's great. One of the cool little snippet. Uh, what, what was it? We wrote uh, six songs in the the, the four. Day, I came back for a four, four or five day jaunt in what was it June? Mm-hmm. And uh, when and that was when I was kind of sensing that the job was mine, and I think they were sensing it too. And we, we were all pretty sure it was going to happen, but it had, we hadn't gotten gotten to the point of announcing it yet. But there was a four or five day jaunt where I stayed here, and all we did was write and, and play music and. Uh, I think we wrote six songs just in that little three or four day stretch. Yeah. And like to completion where all we needed to do was just, you know, Remember touch up, play, 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 play yeah. and play and play and touch up, you know, but uh, where everything was in line with them. And that, that, that was a huge, I was just like, yes, yeah, this is what we need. <laughs> so, I'm is that the five going to play them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that the five of you right in the room together at the same time? What saying? Um, well, for, you know, it's it's in different spots. Lyrics will come from one or two or three. Uh, Lockman's, uh, Lockman's probably following him now because he writes a lot, which is fantastic. Um, some of them I had basic rhythm blobs. I sent Nathan. Uh, others, Nathan had things that were beginning pretty fat structures like here's a framework which was like ooh that was cool and we could ooh that's cool and just kind of bits and pieces came to one and uh, then there was a couple where he had pretty much most nice chunk and I'm like dude that was fantastic so we can do something yes I love you man go whatever (laughs) water you're drinking keep drinking it (laughs) and uh, so yeah he came up with a nice round of hooks and stuff some of the stuff I fed him and incorporated. And uh, he jumped all over. He's like, ooh, I have lyrics that can fit that. And he's like, wait a minute, play that again. Okay, I just wrote lyrics that can fit that. And they have. Yeah. And so, it, uh, yeah. And uh, this, is, this is just the beginning again. Cool. You know, talking to you guys. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's in the building phase. Uh, but it's been fun. It's been well received so far, and uh, it's been a blast on stage. So we're gonna do some live focus on uh, the new material. Try to get him into the studio if possible. In in Mike Land, uh, I'd like to have him in the studio at the end of the year because I would really love the first six song disc to be springtime. Yeah, hit the ground running. I mean, is it all going to be all these new songs? You doing anything with the old songs or a little bit of both? Okay, enough to get the familiarity out there, and then hit them with all the newer stuff too yeah. at the same time. Like, well, where'd that come from? Yeah, you know. Well, Brandon's so flexible that he had enough energy to write new songs and do a bunch of rewrites on existing songs. So that was like getting two for one. <laughs> so for the ones. Until we get a full bed of new music, we can just have this fresh new version of existing material, yeah. new lyrics. Yeah. I mean, uh, even like just the, the pattern of phrasing on the guitar end of it, mm-hmm. that's kind of made us better players and kind of honed that. Because those riffs that we had on some songs were there, but just there was something missing. And then this kind of was icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. This kind of got us to come halfway on it. No, what we need to do better. soon is get our butts in the studio and at least yeah. get one done True. because we're so like you know we need fresh something on the reverb spot we need some fresh youtube and we need some fresh meat in the air 
Um, so I don't think that would be too tough. No. But we just got to get with it. But of course, you're also getting into this time of the year and holidays and all this stuff. And you blink, you know, it's going to be Christmas in like a second, mm -hmm. you know. And then so that everybody's got things and uh, they interrupt you a lot. But. Well, this is very, very fresh and new. Brandon's only moved to the area last week or something. So he's just now moved <laughs> just here. Really permanent move. Yeah. We're going to get him settled in and get in the studio. But it's it's been such a progression on multiple levels because yeah. we had to take a break over the summer to find a new vocalist. So we also took the opportunity at the same time to incorporate seven string guitars instead of six, which has opened up a whole new avenue of writing. You can hear that in a couple of the new songs where we do the newer, lower stuff. So it's changing the music bed and the vocals at the same time. So in these live shows, has it been most these new songs you guys have been writing kind of the same thing, the mix of both that you're talking about? Yeah. The one we just did at Shrine with Head P, we did all new material. We didn't, oh, you know, wow. we didn't do anything. That, that, was, was, that was fun. Very yeah, fun. Yeah, that was very cool. All new vocal material yeah, and then about half new songs and music as well. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Full half hour set, so. Uh, the one we did the Hayfield though that that we still incorporated uh, Answer mm -hmm. and Cloak and Dagger and Pit, um, we still incorporated all those. Uh, we brought out uh, the the driver version of Roadhouse Blues and you know because on that I mean it just loves that song. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to play. It's fun to play, fun to fun to sing. Yeah. Yeah, so. he came over here after a couple of rehearsals and already had an hour of material he could perform. So that's, that's great. That's where we're record, record time. Record time. That's awesome. <laughs> You know, it's just pretty much uh, polish our little turd so it's shiny, and, uh, and just keep, just keep working. You know, it's like it's like a, a turbine. You know, you got to fire it back up again. So uh, we'll do uh, as many shows as we can end of the year. You know, break some of the rust off and just you know hang, do some regional stuff, and then uh, 2018, you know, yeah, hit it new product, and uh, we're already working on being busy. We've already got uh, bookings next year, so we're starting to we're starting to roll this ball. And uh, if the disc comes out uh, in time to hit the spring market, which would just be amazingly cool, and it's way past time. Um, I think we're gonna have some fun. Yeah, I think we sell some product too, and we have new people now in our corner that have a few different connections than we've had in the past. Mm -hmm. So you know it's. Always one of those, you know, knock on wood. Uh, but uh, I think there's some people in the corner that can help us get the music in different directions in different hands and ears. So I think we can sell some of this stuff. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But just to have new product and just hit the ground running in 2018 and just play. That's yeah, it. it's a new chapter, but it's not like starting over completely. So it's kind right. of a, a spiral. So. We were still building, keep staying tight as a band, you know, musically, all of that, building up connections, networking, promoting. Uh, but now we kind of have to rev back up on the touring side again. Mm -hmm. But man, this is a whole new opportunity that we've grown musically. It fresh blood in the band, it inspires, and it changes things for the better. So it's this whole new uh, avenue opening up. So pretty excited about the new things happening. Yeah. He's been getting. Uh... We've been getting really good feedback uh, about Brandon so far. So I think, is that show number four? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, four. Four? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, he's, he's, still, he's still moist. He's brand new. <laughs> so four shows, man. And uh, he's just been kicking ass. You know? The first one was, uh, uh, I couldn't hear squat. It was one of those nights, but when we were in Nashville playing, <laughs> Uh, he did the like you know 300 hour drive from Austin up till oh, Nashville wow, yeah. and showed up and uh, sang three songs and just nailed it. I think he was the best part of the show and uh, did a great job. And uh, even the Nashville people and the name folks I was with, they're like, "Dude, I like your new guy." I'm like, "You can't ask." So yeah, but after only four shows, so. Yeah, I've heard a lot that uh, his voice blends well with the musical mm -hmm. style, things like that. It sounds really good together. Cool. I'm it. Uh, I want to guitar out for a minute. You know, I've seen both of you guys doing solos and stuff. How, how do you, you know, I'm going to do this solo, I'm going to do this solo, or divide the guitar parts. Mm -hmm. How does that kind of work with you guys? Yeah. 
just kind of... We uh, duke it out. Yeah. <laughs> the last man standing gets the solo. <laughs> it's it, it's kind of unique. I mean, I never really was much of the solo guitarist. I was always rhythm like in a previous band. But I step out every now and then for it. And it's just kind of... We seem to do this double solo business where like I'll begin it, get to a point, and then switch out. And then Nathan takes... It's a two different styles. You can kind of... It blends in, joins up, but it's unique enough that you can pick them out. Yeah. You know, it just it just kind of comes together. Yeah, it's just it's a diplomatic approach. Yeah. Uh, I try to give equal treatment to both guitars. I try to give every member a chance to shine on their instrument. Yeah, so they each hire. I don't try to just take everything all the time. Unplug the yeah. other one's guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, I mean, I I remember seeing rhythm disturbance, you know, back mm-hmm. in the day, and you guys have played together forever. Yes. So. You've probably got to be knowing what each other's going to do. Yeah, we read off of each other pretty well. I mean, and Robin, too. I mean, it's like, if you notice some of the bass that he does, it kind of, it's not just in the background. We like to bring it out. I want to hear it because there's too many bands out there where you just don't even hear the bass. It's just nothing but wompy guitars, and you don't hear the bass. We want it to come through. You know what I mean? It's like, it because Robin's got chops that come out. We want to bring it out. So it's like, there's the My guitar experience, too. I like to have stuff bringing out chords on the bass. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Jake and I have worked together long enough that the guitar stuff, it's real easy to get on the same page yeah. and real easy to communicate and follow their ideas. And yeah, yeah, it's very straightforward on that side of it. Cool, cool. Well, before we started this, we were in there talking and you said when you saw Pantera in 94, that was kind of when you guys decided. Yeah, that was kind of. <laughs> was that, were you playing guitar at that point, or is that when you decided we need to play guitar as well? Yeah, actually, I was. that's kind of how it started. I was, uh, we had already kind of, Nathan and I and uh, Eric Dabrowski and Matt Wilson, there were the, the four of us that kind of jammed, and Robin would join us in there too, and it just kind of, it was so weird that all of us were at that concert, though we were in different bands. Mm. We've been yeah. friends. I mean, Robin and I were, I had Metallica tapes in Catholic school back in the day. You know what I mean? That's where this all started from, you know? So it's just, you know, it it went around full circle. But we had already been kind of playing at that time, but just didn't, we were just kind of just jamming. But to actually go, let's start a band. Let's actually do this. Like, like play gigs and stuff, like write stuff. That was the turning point. It was just, you know, honestly, a lot of it for me personally, it was Philip Anselmo's words because... I grew up in a family environment that was totally against what I'm doing here. They don't like rock and roll. It's the devil's music, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> never had any support on it. And I was always told, no, no, you can't. You're never going to be this. You're never going to be that. And I remember in, Reverend Anselmo got up there, <laughs> preached to the audience, being told, if you look in that damn mirror, you like what you see, don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. If you want to do something, do it. And that, that light bulb went on. That changed me, and that's I think it did that for some of us, too. We just kind of... It just happened after that. <laughs> yeah, the stories are, are long and complex in the in the origins of this band. I think each of us had a different experience and reason for coming into the music. But uh, for me, probably and Justice for All was a turning point that really got me into metal, got me into wanting to play metal, guitar, and all of that back around the late uh, 80s when I was a kid. So uh, that, was, that was really a turning point for me. No going back. Yeah. yeah. Been metal ever since. Yeah. And Justice for All did it for a lot of us. Yeah. yeah. That's number two here, too. Yeah. yeah. Although I have, to, I have to just admit, when I was a little kid, I guess I should have seen the writing on the wall. The first song that actually made me go, what is that? What's making that tone? Was Danger Zone from Top Gun. Mm-hmm. That's the only <laughs> rock and roll I could get to because it was just on a movie. And I was yes. like... Yes. What is that making that tone? And then I got into it. Then came the rock and roll, secretly listening to it, you know, that sort of thing. Sneaking headbangers ball in the VCRs and stuff, yeah. you know, that kind Danger of thing. Zone. Yeah, Danger that's where it started from for me. Was. I gotta admit it. That's the beauty of metal of and, and metalheads is we're attracted to this music because we really love it. It's yeah. not because it's a trend or something right, right. popular yeah. on the radio. We hear some weird obscure thing. Uh, you know, my best friend growing up, Eric, brought home a. A, ra- a tape he taped on the radio in Canada that had Death on it, the band Death, you know, Chuck Schollinger's guitar work. Mm-hmm. If I'd never heard that stuff, I would have never discovered metal on mainstream radio. Yeah, yeah. But once I got a taste of it, that's all I've loved ever since. Yeah. 
Well, there, you know, there's something about it. I mean, there's no like diehard Wang Chung fans out there. You still go see him or whatever. You know, but like, there's there's one. Like, I'm still trying to Wang Chung. <laughs> We're trying to figure it out. Huh? Apparently, you're going to have fun tonight. Yeah, and then, you know, you have uh, Robin and I back in the day. Some of, Most of the metal bands we got to know were just by going to Best Buy or Starship and mm-hmm. looking at the album cover. If I had a cool cover, Robin <laughs> yeah, bought it. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. dude, this is it. I would just buy Man, it. we found so many yeah. bands that way just by mm-hmm. grabbing the album cover. So Overkill, like, Sepultura. Yeah. It's just a Starship. Getting in flames and all those bands yeah. out there, Colony and all that stuff. So. Once I discovered Europe, it was over. Right, yeah, right. My top 50 bands sure. are from Sweden. Yeah. I, mean, I just listen to all the European metal like crazy. Yeah, I, I want to go to Gothenburg someday. To get oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff's huge influence on us. All the, a, a lot of different uh, influences from yeah, prog metal to, sure. to classical metal, heavy metal. I think the one that changed it for me out of the uh, metal. European was uh, the In Flames. Yeah. I heard that. It's like, okay, this is like death metal with harmonized yeah. guitars. It's like... Yeah. A little bit of the Maiden influence, yeah. a little bit of the heavier stuff, and it's like it's like everything together. And that, that changed my you know, yeah. platform up quite a bit when I discovered them in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. you can hear old school in flames in yeah. our stuff. They really taught me, melodic death metal taught me the harmonized guitars and an aggressive approach. It just took the whole Iron Maiden thing mm-hmm. to a whole new level. Yeah. And yeah, I love that stuff, the old uh, in flames. What do, you, what do you think of their new stuff? It's, it's there's hit and miss. It's, sure. it's hit and miss. It's there's a few like grooves that. in there that's good, but it's just like I find myself going Can't back. Listen to a full album. Yeah, it's yeah, not the same. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's not, not the same. same. Yeah, I still support them. I bought oh, the yeah, latest absolutely. live album just because they played so many old hits. Anything from right. Clarity and Back, Playman, all that, Just yeah, Race, and uh, uh, those are all Pinball Map. That's like my favorite yes. Flame song. Yes. Love that song. Absolutely. <laughs> It'll always be part of me, that yeah. stuff, even though I've moved on to other bands I listen to on a daily basis. What about you going back? What's your background leading up to Shiner? Oh, anywhere and everywhere. Let's see. Serial uh, killer. Country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, country, totally. Uh, well, uh, my background goes back to my, when I was a baby. The first concert I was at, my parents had a band. It was uh, Wayne Chump. And it wasn't, it wasn't country. Yeah, God, I should have said that. You wait, the Wayne Chung cover is coming yeah, next. Yeah. <laughs> my parents had been to 25 states when I was a kid. Uh, so uh, my first concert I was at, I was off stage being held by one of the band wives while my parents were doing band, and I was three days old. So I mean, that's how that's how quick I was in the music. But um, they were, we were always in and out of uh, like chapter country clubs and stuff like that, you know. Um, and various places all the way up and all the way through, you know, Ohio, Kentucky, um, Illinois, Indiana, uh, up in that area, Pennsylvania. Uh, they were, they always played in that, in that region and that's where I got my first taste of music. But then, uh, the things that led me to rock, uh, my biggest influences, uh, yeah, when you guys mentioned Metallica, it was like ringing the bell. Cause I remember the first time I heard that, you know, in the nineties, I was like, Oh my God, what is this? You know, when that got to me, but, uh, I know. Bands like Alice in Chains had a huge influence on on where where I go uh, vocally as far as singing, and then li- lyrics. I really just kind of had to find my own thing because you can't really base your lyrics off what other people have done. You kind of got to find your own message when you're writing lyrics. So, um, but I'd say vocally, one of my bigger influences were bands like bands like Alice in Chains and stuff like that, where they had the two and three part harmonies, but they're doing it to a really awesome effect. And then some of the deeper stuff, you know, uh, another off the wall influence I is Ramstein. I just love a lot of their, <laughs> you know, uh, I got deep into their music the first time I heard them. I was like, oh, you know, so I went out and found everything I could and it was just, you know, it, yeah, just, yeah. So it's, it's very broad, broad spectrum of influences as far as the actual vocals go. So I think that's what's making our unique tone. I mean, it's like you look at all of our, you know, stuff we listen to, it's, it's pretty vast. I mean, you know, my random play in the truck about all those songs, it'll go from Morgan Angel to freaking Neil Diamond. Yeah, you know, it's like, how does that happen? If it's like something that I like when I was a little kid, I throw it in the mix. It's it's all influential somehow or another. Yeah. Every review right comes from something you've heard. I mean, there's only A through D, you know. It's, it's going to come full circle eventually, you know. Yeah, I like the breadth of the influences. I mean, I've always tried to listen to a lot of different genres from Brutal Deathcore to Power Metal and everything in between. So 
We literally have that sprinkle of thrash, death metal, groove metal, power metal, heavy metal, you know, a little bit of progressive, and now I'm starting to explore bluesier runs, like like old old school metal, and just incorporating all the elements of all the decades that have come before into some unique uh, formula that isn't really heard anywhere else. That's so. what every band strives for: is to sound unique. But, yeah. You know, the feedback will be the ultimate judge of that if people tell you, yeah, you, you really sound unique or you don't want to be a copycat of anything else. Yeah. So I like the formula we've got right now, kind of a neat blend of stuff. Bring bang your head to it and all that. So. <laughs> well, over the past, how long has Garvin been here now? Three years? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it'll be four yeah. next week. Yeah, it'll be four. So or no, no, it's no. not four. It's, it's four, four yeah. It's already four. It's four yeah, now. It's four, yeah, it's four now. now, yeah. Like over these past four years, what are some, I know you guys have done some, some big shows and stuff. What are some mm-hmm. highlights in the history of Driver so far? I would say from, from somebody named one. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> when we opened turns. for Danzig, you know, that was a huge thing. Got the Brady. Brady. Yeah, Got yeah. the Brady. That's, that, that's a yeah. bucket list. Kane's Ballroom with Texas Hippie Coalition. We played that several times. Something special about that Kane's Ballroom for me. That's probably my mm-hmm. favorite place personally. I mean, you could get me to <laughs> Madison Square Garden, but... Kane's just has a spiritual sense, so I don't know what it is. Maybe one of the first concerts I went to was there. Maybe it's like my soul's in that place. I don't know. Just yeah. something about it. Rob, what's your, one of your highlights? Um, Harley Davidson Rally. They yes. played the Buffalo Chip. That was so, awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite an yeah. experience. Yeah. That was uh, Sturgis. 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 I never would have yeah. dreamed of playing there. That's yeah. just Which, amazing. I didn't even know you guys did that. Yeah. 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 that. Two years ago. 2015. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, it was like the first year, basically. We went from... Well, Playing the, the Vanguard here in Tulsa to Buffalo Chip. Yeah. 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 Well, it was pretty exceptional like on that show from the crowd. Good reception. Yeah, they, reception. Liked, it. they yeah. liked it. Weather permitting. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was stormy. It was still the end of the weekend for us. But yeah, it kind of hurt. First but but there were bikers going out and they'd stop and just watch us. Yeah, we were pulling on. people that were trying to leave. They heard us and they couldn't. So it was pretty cool, yeah. And there's a lot of wild stories there. Yeah. And of course, you can't. The Rocklahomas are pretty memorable. Also. Oh yeah, three years in a row. Last with that, I, I've cool. had that in my scope ever since Rocklahoma started years ago. I just mm-hmm. finally got to the chance to do it. And it's just, it's. I close my eyes and think back on this. That's one thing that stands out: the feeling of all that. You know, the people, the the atmosphere, and everything. It's just really awesome to be able to play with all those. Hero bands, you know, that's yeah. just that's yeah. the magnitude of it. There. Yeah, you almost have to break down the experiences by type because there were there were several different types. Like the most memorable stage experience for me was the first Rocklahoma gig. We had a real yes. sweet spot, so we had a filled tent of twelve hundred people or whatever. Very, was very yeah, energetic that, that first yeah. Thursday night, you know, in the yeah. access tent. That was a great stage experience. Yeah. But then the overall uh, backstage experience at. Uh, Streets Gone Wild, hanging out with Quiet Riot and Queens Riot. Yeah, that's the other one. Uh, And also hanging backstage when we got to play Hard Rock Stage because we were back with all the main stage bands and stuff through catering and all of that. Those were really neat because you get the camaraderie. You're no longer a fan. You're like one of the bands Mm -hmm. and you're with them. It's a whole different experience than just attending and seeing them perform. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, was was Danzig, was that pretty tense? I've heard he's kind of... <laughs> not as much as we thought. I didn't take cameras. I know that they were kicking right. people out for taking yeah. pictures. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. you hear the stories, but yeah, no problems there. Well, it's cool. Pretty seamless. We, we didn't interact much with Glenn, but yeah, yeah the rest know. of the band was very cool. Yeah, yeah Glenn kept to himself, so I didn't mm-hmm. see him. But I got to hang out backstage with uh, Johnny Kelly. That was amazing. Oh, wow. Meeting Johnny Kelly was pretty amazing. Yeah, he's like type on It was kind of like a Wayne's World scene. This like. We're not worthy. We're not yeah. worthy. And he says, "No, stick around and hang out. Have a drink with us." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, Johnny and his tech were having a blast uh, scoping out mine, so we were talking drum back and forth. I was like, "Yeah, this is very cool. That is cool." Talking drums with Johnny. <laughs> I got a chance to talk to Johnny about my a dream that I bought recently. Bought a black Toyota Tacoma that I'm going to build into with Peter Steele Typo Negative tribute truck called yes. Black Number One. And I got to tell him what I'm going to do with this truck. That, that band, Typo Negative, means so much to me. I don't know what it is. but And, of course, any, anyone that knows me knows that I build these Toyota trucks to, like, extremes. I've got four of them. Mm-hmm. I've built many of them in the past, but I've always wanted to join that love affair with metal and just one thing together and attribute it to a band that, that means that much. I, mm-hmm. I, just, I was honored to be able just to tell him about it. That's I awesome. Just, that was really awesome. Yeah. yeah, for me, watching 
the this ties it back into the influence thing too. One of the first metal concert experiences I had was Typo Negative yeah. playing in front of Pantera, opening for Pantera right. in '96 at the Akron, yes. Akron University of, up in Ohio, Akron wow. University Convocation. So, uh, I didn't even have tickets to the show. My stepbrother yeah. dragged me to it. My younger stepbrother <laughs> dragged me to it because I didn't even know about the show at the time. <laughs> he dragged me to it. He's like, he's like, my, his mom wasn't gonna let him go unless I unless I went with him. Yeah. And, <laughs> so he took me to the show, and I was like. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. you see this this amazing fucking stage show, and it's just yeah, yeah it was mind blowing. Yeah. Just yeah, that one, that one, that's in, there's a certain level of romance in that. That's like my first love relationship. Her and I listened to that, so that was just mm-hmm. kind of like, whoa, that you know, when you're first growing into manhood kind yeah. of thing. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? That's what's so special about that. It's like really cool. You know, being a teenager going into that. Yeah. Yeah, as far as the hanging out with the bands, to me that's just highly dependent on the venue and more reflective of the venue. Because mm-hmm. I've hung out with the guitarist at Morbid Angel out around the bus after the show, and you know he's running around in the dark being crazy hooligans. Uh, but then the Brady Theater was just that venue really treated us well. You know, when you get a nice green room experience, and you get good accommodations, refreshments, all of that stuff. Yeah. That makes a huge difference uh, in the experience for yeah. me. Uh, and that's another aspect that I love about this experience with Brandon. He joins in with the travel part of it. That's I love to drive. Mike calls me the driving monkey. I'm always the one behind the wheel. So just to see our little rig next to Danzig's bus just pulled in and taped in there with everyone else, it's just like, wow, this must be what it's like. This is nice. <laughs> I'd like to see more of it. I'd love to graduate to a tour bus. That'd be nice someday to do that. Definitely. We'll talk a little bit about your guys' endorsements because I know you guys got quite a few. Mm-hmm. Racking, racking this up, and yeah. we'll start with Mike's because that'll take a while. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, about to uh, make a new announcement. There's some uh, there's some changes going on. I most recently picked up a new endorsement from Roadie Gearworks. They built me this badass blue Viper snakeskin steak bag. It's got a little bit of black in the middle, so the blue to black thing continues. That's fantastic. And uh, I'm just beyond stupid lucky to be connected to these companies. So pretty much everything I play, I'm endorsed by my cymbals, my heads, uh, sticks, of course. Uh, through Matt, we got the, the deal of the century on the Pearl Kit. Um, I don't have shoes, so I should start kissing Puma's ass and uh, you know, see if they'll uh, cut me a discount on like three or four pair of shoes. Um, recently, uh, everybody, uh, the whole band is now endorsed by Killer Q uh, guitar straps and uh, custom straps that everybody's playing with. And you, you can design them yourself. They have designs already. You can do a mix and match pretty much whatever you can think of in certain printable options mm-hmm. and they can put on a strap and uh, he's got driver uh, I have like a blue and black uh, diamond plate he designs a badass skull thing going um, you've got a couple of different this color matched yeah a little blue yeah. sky cloud and diamond so, plate metal, diamond, 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 that's been diamond, uh, a lot of fun getting to know Chad and a bunch at uh, Killer Q yeah. those guys great people, people. great people they're comfortable straps. Yeah, they're very. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. them. Yeah, they make more than just uh, straps. They've got a lot of different products. They won an award at the NAMM show this summer in Nashville. Uh, they sponsored us to uh, NAMM as well. So and that was a we, wonderful We owe a lot to Killer Q for sure. Yeah. A real great company, real nice guys. Yeah, so we've got our custom guitar straps, absolutely. Slave boy in Photoshop for days to make just the right <laughs> design. So there's none other like that one. My, I went straight death metal on the first one with bloody skulls and stuff, so it might be Hello Kitty next. Who knows? You know, whatever strikes my fancy. Yeah, I certainly hope it is. <laughs> yeah, so we Me and Nathan talk about that. Pop a couple of EMG 85s and Hello Kitty guitars, and we'll go to town. Yeah, yeah. Just Absolutely. like the Zach Wild video. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Makes he's, got it. he's got the Rainbow Unicorn Discovery yeah. Kit. So, you know. For me, music has always been about having fun, not taking it so seriously. Yeah. We like smiling and laughing. You know? We don't want to be grimacing and miserable the whole time. So we, we, uh, yeah, there's never a time we're not cutting it. up and cracking yeah, up about yeah. something. It's all about good humor, having a good time. And these guys have just met an overwhelming new bunch of people that uh, we got to introduce <coughs> ourselves to uh, 
through the NAMM show to the vendors. And, and uh, mm-hmm. so these guys are now making new connections to all the gear they play mm-hmm. and starting new relationships. And uh, uh, there's a bunch of cool stuff. The erasers people love us, which are some mm-hmm. of the greatest portable earplugs, earplugs ever. Yeah. And uh, different levels of sound dampening. And uh, they've treated us like rock stars. So we all have, you know, badass earplugs. The alien ears people have treated us like mm-hmm. we're famous people for our new in ears that we're mm-hmm. all getting to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're a part of that family now. Um, and the word is spreading. And it's just the connections and getting a chance to go to these conventions first and start meeting the people. Mm-hmm. And then these guys, you know talk to anybody and you know they genuinely use this stuff mm-hmm. so they can actually hey I use this I'm not just here to you know get fingerprints on your guitar and uh, so there's I expect uh, more of that coming and uh, three of us at least are probably going to be in uh, California in January for the big name show oh wow and uh, that's a whole new that show is huge and overwhelming so, but it offers the opportunity to meet a lot of people. That's the so, silver tuna. So, <laughs> man, man, first time I walked in, I thought my face was going to split in half. It's wow. big. It's, it's holy crap big. You know, so it takes you a little bit to get your bearings. But uh, mm-hmm. there's huge yeah, opportunities in networking and connections. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, dude. So. Definitely brought us into a new perspective of things that going to the Summer Nam. Here to seeing the way the industry on that side of the fence works, not so much the playing side, but the backbone of it. I mean, that's what makes all this go. I mean, if you don't have good gear, you don't have a good band. I mean, that's uh, you got the talent, but you've got to support it with the right equipment. Yeah, and NAM is really neat yeah. because it's not open to the public, so right. you're, you're privileged if you get to attend. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was absolutely honored to go there, did not take it for granted whatsoever. Absolutely. And the neat thing about it is you meet so many mom, pa, boutique shops, you know, having face-to-face conversations with guys that are handcrafting guitar effects pedals or hand-making guitars or hand-making guitar heads. Tons and tons of these kind of companies. You, you can meet you meet the big Fenders and the Jacksons and all those guys, but just a hundred other little companies mm-hmm. making all kinds of cool stuff. So just to connect with all those people, I probably brought back a 50-pound bag of business cards, catalogs, <laughs> and literature just to connect with and learn about. He's not getting. Yeah. He almost had to buy another seat. We had to make two trips to the truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My arms were sore from carrying it around. I was splitting a couple bags, carrying all that. So, yeah, I made a lot of great connections. And we also just got a new uh, partnership with uh, Dirt Bag Clothing. So, clothing That's right. That's a new avenue, yes. So we're excited yeah. to be working with those guys. So, yeah, just new stuff all the time. We're just constantly pounding the pavement, expanding and growing. Yeah. Totally off subject, but... Can't remember the actor's name. Has anyone ever told you you sound like Putty from Seinfeld? No. <laughs> hey, I've been told I sound like Captain Ron, so yeah, I get it. Not a problem. There's worse things to sound like, right? Nice, yeah. exactly. He's also Joe on Family Guy, same, yes. same actor. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, Joe, the wheelchair from Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's great. Well, we appreciate you guys' time. Yeah, thank Man, you. Thank you guys for coming out. We uh, The support that uh, Thunder Underground has given uh, Driver in our endeavors up to now, uh, thank you will never be enough. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what you guys have accomplished just with this program is fucking amazing. Yeah. And uh, we'll, you know, you guys are truly some of our heroes. Uh, what you guys do, we think is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> and thank you. Like I said, it won't cut it, but thank you so much for the support and uh, yes. listening to us. And I swear to God, I'm going to try to not call you again soon. I promise. <laughs> hey, you can call us anytime. I promise. <laughs> hey, we, uh, that was, the thing I played for Mike a couple minutes ago was a voicemail. Um, it looks like uh, we fi- just got the final confirmation from the third band, but that's what we were waiting on. Um, we're going to be playing a show up in Wichita. Uh, it'll be our first show with Screaming Red Mutiny. Oh, that's cool. And uh, it's going to be at the Alberta and Wichita in no, early November, but also Dead Orchestra. Wow, wow minute really? since we've heard that name. No kidding. They're coming wow. out of retirement. Yeah, they're doing baby. A, a Halloween party in the middle of October, and then wow. they're doing that show with us. And Dead O. Yeah, they're, they're coming baby. Back. That's crazy. So, I didn't want to make the announcement until we got the confirmation, and we got the confirmation while we were meeting with you guys. It was on my voicemail. That's, that's awesome. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> Miles, Miles said that they so this is like their is this their first thing coming back from 
I think they have a little, uh, they're playing with a little indie band. Uh, like I think they said, they're doing a private Halloween party and yeah. they're playing with a little indie band and then it's with us. Yeah, it's awesome. us, us and Screaming Green Mutiny. So. <laughs> it's kind of a homecoming for me and Sprout because we both come out of Wichita, or, uh, yeah. come out of the Wichita mm-hmm. market originally. That's mm-hmm. kind of where we cut our keys. And, yeah. So it's more of a little bit of a homecoming show for us and then. Hopefully. And I with Dead O, man. Yeah, it was so happy. Yeah. Back in the Pitbulls <laughs> days. Yep. So this will be like it's full circle again. Once again. <laughs> yes, that's cool. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. And I guess they're fixing to do some stuff, like come out of retirement and take a run around the track. So we uh, we're gonna we want to stay close with them awesome. and uh, yeah. hopefully have an opportunity to do some shows with them. Cool. So cool. that could turn out to be very cool. And uh, some of the other bands, we're finally gonna get a chance. That we've not got to play with because of schedule wise and being busy. Well, I'm we're going after those first. Like we've been trying to play with Troy forever, mm-hmm. and we've been on like Rocklahoma bills and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But just schedules, man. Uh, we were going to play together uh, in Joplin uh, this past summer, but of course we didn't have a frontman. Um, so I was talking to the tour manager today. So we're we're working on something. We think the end of this year. Uh, Maybe November ish, mm-hmm. uh, we can get them here to town and uh, maybe do like a Shrine or a Vanguard or something like that. Yeah, so but going after some of the bands that we haven't had a chance to play with just because of schedule and try and knock that out first as we get the ball rolling again. And um, yeah, <coughs> yeah, we're pretty stoked about that. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff in the works. There's a yeah. lot of shows cooking that we can't wait to announce. Oh, good. So much in every good. aspect. It's, 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 it's this pot, this machine that's coming together. It's, it's, yeah. it's beginning. Yeah. It's a real it's, sweet it's, spot to be in right starting now. We're very happy. Again, and then we have a, a writer in the bunch and somebody that's mm-hmm. hungry and wants to do this and can. Um, yeah. Then now there's, you know, we can start creating again. Mm-hmm rolling forward and writing new stuff and yeah 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 because he's got buttload of material and uh, plus he writes all the time and he listens to eight million different bands a week so just the influences so he writes prolifically all the time these guys write uh, now brandon the lyricist um, i do some of that most guys just look, sit back and look pretty you know because i'm not smart enough um, but yeah. yeah, new new cool stuff has come out. Yeah, we've continued to grow even before we got the front mm-hmm. So we've added a bigger trailer. I bought new guitar pedals. We've got new guitars, new basses, five string, seven yeah. string, new cases, just all kinds of yeah. stuff. We got a bigger trailer. We're and he's already right. trying to fill the motherfucker yeah. up. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> stuff. 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 Yeah, new uh, stuff. <laughs> more room. Yeah. Yes, fill her up. We're always expanding oh. something or other. I mean, I'm making sure you know our logistics yeah. are taken care of. We've got the yeah. Vehicle maintenance done, new tires, new everything, get it all ready to go, you know, just get, get the music, the travel, the the gigs, the show, the stage, recording, just everything. We're going to take the world all. by storm. Ready for it all. Get it ready. We're coming. That's right. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Yeah. Thank, Thank you for coming up. We really appreciate it. Well, there you go. All five members of Driver, Mike, Brandon, Nathan, Robin, and Jude. Very glad to have all five of these guys on. Thanks to them for taking the time out to sit down with us. Went over to Mike's house to do this. And yeah. then, like we said earlier, got to watch them play several of their new songs in rehearsal. Really excited to to see them live soon enough. And like they mentioned here on this episode, they've got this show in Wichita coming up November 4th with Scream Red Mutiny yeah. and Dead Orchestra. That's insane. Yeah. Dead Orchestra. What the fuck? <laughs> right. You know? So, yeah, that's only, what, three weeks away now? So... If you're anywhere near you, that's definitely worth a road trip. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, like we mentioned earlier, you've got three episodes you could go back and hear more of Mike DiPetrillo. That's right, more driver. Yeah. We've also had on several of the guys around this Oklahoma area, Tulsa and Oklahoma City. We don't mention enough that we had on Andy from Archon. That's right. That was a great... That was a great one. Yeah. This guy's got a wealth of... Not just information, knowledge, all kinds of... He's just a cool guy to talk to. And the fastest fingers in the state. Yes. Telling you. Yeah, check out I mean, out guitar playing. Kind. I don't know anything else. <laughs> right. I'm just I'm talking about guitar playing, okay? But when you're Sorry, not... Sorry, Andy. But when you're not talking about guitar playing, you give that title to Josh from Fist of Rage. <laughs> of course. Always. Right. <laughs> 
back on track. Fist of Rage has been on this podcast. So Fist has, of Rage, yeah. What are some of the locals? The Normandies, Severmind, Screaming Red Mutiny. Sprout was just on here again That's right. just a few episodes ago. Yeah. We've had on guys from, man, Scorned. Reliance Code, uh, fucking Rocket Science, Alter Blood. Um, geez, we just had, you know, the... Um, we had Dave and Terry and, and Brian from Oil Capital Underground. I mean, uh, Oklahoma, Steve Ray. I mean, we, you know, no local stern, stone is left unturned. Yeah, Chad Malone. Chad Malone, exactly. And then, of course, when we get into the other stuff, we've had on guys from Kiss, from Seven Dust, Saving Abel, Shine Down, Death Angel, King, The Sword, Crozier Conformity, Warrant, Europe, Firehouse, Trickster, um, Act of Defiance, yeah, Street Dogs, Super Joint, yeah, Down, yeah, Crowbar, I Crowbar. Hate God, exactly. So just check all these out. It's www.soundcloud.com backslash Thunder Dash Underground. 143 previous episodes. You can stream anytime you want. You can also find that on YouTube at the Thunder Underground. We stream or we stream live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central. 1027wsnr.com you can also follow us on facebook backslash the thunder underground instagram at the thunder underground and twitter thndrundr ground all right once again thank you to driver for taking the time out to talk to us and until next time thunder underground y'all